0: Knock Melbourne, knock Melbourne, knock Melbourne Yeah, we'll come out, we'll come out, we'll come to play I'm just recreation, sick sake to pass the time away. Lots of fun, heaps of fun. Enjoy yourself today. Knock Melbourne boys are hard to beat when they come. So join in the chorus, the singing one and all. Join in the chorus, North Melbourne's on the ball.
1: Good old North Melbourne, the champions you'll agree. North Melbourne will be me, use it just you will. Greetings, North fans. Welcome to the gloriously unofficial podcast of all things North Melbourne, the stern look. Joining me tonight is the doyen of the podcast, <laughs> Kangaroos Forever, or <laughs> Ben, as he's
2: known in the real world. Uh, thanks for that, Lee Always like a good coin <laughs> <queen> intro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Joining us tonight also is the SFA's answer to, um, let me guess, um, Tyrone Vickery, Quivery.
0: Oh, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> Hello, everybody.
1: <laughs> G'day, mate. Thanks for coming on. And... Father of the Year, we have all the way from oh, Victoria,
3: um, Billy Roo. Hi everyone, glad to be here.
1: Oh, great stuff, guys. Okay, let's let's get started. And to warm us up, we're going to go with a bit of word association. Who wants to go first? <laughs> Anyone <laughs> at this time? I'll go first. Hit me up, Billy. Okay, Cameron Zerha. Beast, Lindsey Thomas, legend, <laughs> Jamie McMillan, injured, <laughs> <laughs> Brad Scott,
3: resign, <sighs> James Hurd, cheat, flog, asshole. <laughs> Stop me, stop me, stop me now.
1: Okay, all right, Quib. Yo. Mitchell, Uh. Gun.
0: Good.
1: Um, Ryan Clark.
0: Uncertain.
1: magic Daw. Persist. Sean Atley.
0: Improving.
1: Hmm. Joe Joseph Atley, spun. <laughs> thank you, quiz. Mm. Okay, K four. Oscar Junker, mm.
2: Stuka. Okay, nuts. No, Robbie tarrant I've Junker Stuka aircraft. Sorry.
1: <laughs> right. Thank you for clarification. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Tarrant. Gun. Winston Abraham.
2: Mm. Oh, I, I, can't, I don't know. <laughs> I was, oh, okay. was going to say legend as well, but I don't like doubling up.
1: No, can do. If it's apt for both, use it both.
2: All right, I legend then. Legend,
1: awesome. Alrighty, Luke Hodge. Later. Okay, Luke McDonald. Leader again. No 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 leader.
2: No 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 leader. Leader
1: leader leader. Okay, thanks for that, guys. What did you think of that little segment? Yeah, that was good. I like it. Yeah, I think, oh. I think the people are getting really cranked. I think it's good. Okay.
2: <laughs> yes,
3: Gasso's <laughs> definitely. getting very cranked about it all. <laughs> definitely gaining momentum.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think now we'll uh, go with the thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, do you want to kick us off, Quiv?
0: I will. All right, one dislike, one half like, half dislike, and one like. Um, dislike, Bradley Scott. Now, for those that don't know, at the start of the game, Fox footy interview the coaches before they run up to their box. The path they take happens to be in between the bar and my seat. They barricade off the walkway so you, I cannot get from the bar oh, to my seat great. before the game.
3: <laughs> You're not going to play Brad Scott. Brad Scott, this, <laughs> gosh Brad Scott,
0: this week... After his interview, did not walk up the aisle, but instead ran back to the interchange. So I stood there, waited five minutes for this interview to finish, and then he walked off the other direction anyway. So I waited for absolutely nothing. So I don't know who else but to blame than Brad Scott.
3: Oh, my God.
0: Well, okay. I, I think that went in a different direction than we all thought it was going to go. I yeah, thought this right.
3: is going to have some substance, but you're having a go at him because
0: you, you, oh, that's unbelievable. I wanted to get to my seat to enjoy the game.
3: <laughs> well, you <laughs> know what, mate? Go, to, go,
0: he delayed oh, that. Oh,
3: Philly, go round, mate.
0: Philly, go round. He's had
1: a go at him because he's avoided
3: Quiv having a go at him.
0: It's ridiculous.
3: <laughs> could you could you imagine the spray you would have given him if he had to walk past Quiv with a beer in his hand?
0: I <laughs> know uh, I've, I've had my chances giving him a spray, and I don't. I, I, I'm respectful of that. He's just doing his job. I, as much as I don't like it, well, um,
3: yeah. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, yeah, up yeah. Up. I a, little off,
0: a little off, a little off-topic. Um, in terms of football, but uh, and I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. But last week we had an Australian fight and win a UFC title, and I have not heard anything about it in the media other than a brief snippet or two. Here and there, and I think that's absolutely crazy. Yet, we're happy to promote the hell out of this glorified exhibition match, which is Mayweather versus McGregor.
1: Sorry, did, um, did the uh, UFC fighter barrack for North as a kid?
0: Well, he's a Kiwi originally. And oh, well, then no, I don't care. <laughs> um, get
1: salty. You like, thanks.
0: But I just wish the largest growing sport I, in the world, I- or the fastest growing sport in the world, should get a little more love. And um, just one quick like for Sean Atley's last month and a bit. He's um, coughed a lot of flack. I jumped off the bandwagon a bit, but he's he's relishing his new role in the forward line, even snagged a goal. was about to snag another one uh, last week. But um, I'm looking forward to him continuing to improve in this role. Yeah,
1: I'm okay, sure
2: that, so um, did you do the? Sorry, oh, sorry. you go. No, I was just going to say, it would have changed his stalking habits the previous months.
0: Yes, yes. Well, um, last time we mentioned it, I was using the drone. I'm back out out the bush in front of his house now. Um, nice, yeah.
2: nice.
1: So, yeah. so basically, what you're telling us is you've went the Kenny, Kenny. For the people that don't know, is uh, the guy that old bloke that always seems to be around the place for the Sydney Swans. Huh. Um, in the uh, game that they um, almost well that they won against Essendon, because he has that seat behind the goal. Yeah. And, um, for a large part of the fourth quarter, he was not at his seat behind the goal. He had left, but he had left, but managed to pop up when it was time to sing the song in the change rooms after the game. So, are you sort of saying that there is something similar going on with yourself and Sean? <laughs>
0: um, nothing no to say there. Thank you.
1: No comment. <laughs> yep. Smart man. You'll make a good Okay, uh, Billy. <laughs>
0: I did not have sexual relations with Sean Attlee. <laughs> 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 no,
1: because if you did, you'd be telling us about <laughs> it. <laughs>
0: um,
3: Philly, get in there, mate. Uh, thumbs up. I would say just the, the selections again this week. It's good to see Zerhar come in and we're playing a <laughs> younger side that I can remember. played. I think the bench has got four first- or second-year players and then we've got uh, Simkin and we've got Zerhar named on the field. So we've got six Real young kids plus Garner's out there and Turner would be out there if he wasn't injured and I think we're building nicely. Another thumbs up is, bugger it, I'll say it, we've got it on good authority that Dusty's coming. It's going to happen. We're going to be really, really excited at the end of the year. I've got a third thumbs up and that is that Goldie missed that goal. Um,
1: (laughs) I know what you're getting at.
3: (laughs) I've been saying and I want to have it on record that on these podcasts all year I've been saying I think we can get Josh Kelly for nothing in the preseason draft and I stand by it, I think we're going to get him for nothing I think we're going to get Dusty and then I think we're going to pick that Rainer kid with pick number two and we're going to go from having probably the worst midfield in football to probably having the best midfield in football in one off season so I'm bloody excited <laughs> uh, Thumbs down oh, God I don't think I've got a thumbs down, That's pretty good isn't it go uh, You've
2: gotten on the ether tonight haven't you
3: yeah, <laughs> just 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 lose, just just lose again this week by one goal. That'll make me happy.
0: <laughs> another competitive, competitive loss.
1: Oh yeah, exactly. Another another less than ten point loss. No thanks. No. Yeah,
0: no,
3: that's good. No, that's good. That shows that we've got a bit of you know a bit of heart and we're competing well and we've got a good young list. I do agree we'll with lose you. And we'll just and we'll just take that number two pick or number one pick if Brisbane can somehow win a game and yeah,
0: well, will spoon we'll,
3: wooden spoon we'll game
0: and.
1: Yeah, that's I've it. done. I've done. I've done no research on this, but I would have to say, if, if that was the case, we'd be probably the highest rated in terms of
3: percentage, second last team in the history of football. Absolutely, and that's great. Let's let's just let's be happy with that. Let's re-sign Brad for two years, and we'll all move on. It's great.
0: <laughs> Heard it here first. Hey, well, let's let not just go <laughs> doing things really
3: nearly. Okay, uh, i just just a quick one before we move on to other thumbs up, thumbs down. If we finish second last or last and we sign Josh Kelly, Dustin Martin and have the number two pick, there's no possible way that we're getting rid of Brad Scott. We are. We, you are aware of that, aren't you? I would, no, I would
1: tend to agree. I, I think it, it's unlikely for us to get rid of Scott if we're still trying to get Martin and Kelly. I couldn't see them wanting to come if there was – To a coachless um, team. Yeah, exactly, or, or you know, a
3: team in flux. Anyway, go, what, what's going on?
1: But anyway, let's yeah. con-
3: let's continue. With thumbs up, thumbs down. We'll probably get on to recruitment later.
1: No problem. Okay, uh Ben.
2: Oh, okay. Well, Zerha was going to be my one. So, D- yes. Flying Dutchman, as I like to call him. Yeah, I'll honour the stick that nickname.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a bit. Yeah, that's a bit Paul Van Surely we've got to go the frying Dutchman, or you know.
2: I'll a Yeah, I'll, ref- I'll do a Simpsons reference. The frying Dutchman. <laughs>
3: Thank you. is is Zerhar even a Dutch name? I'm looking it up now. It's, Zerha, it,
2: it's yeah, it is typically a Dutch name. Though you could probably go Northern German if you're being very particular.
3: What do you mean, typically a Dutch name?
2: Is it like Smith? It's a double U. That's. The usual, the Z and the W is a typical adoption. Oh, we're getting way off topic here. And okay, Okay,
1: foreign linguistics class is over. Let's get back to the (laughs) footing. Oh,
2: jeez, don't get me started. I just speak a bit (laughs) German. Righto. So that's the eighth debutante. So I echo Philly a bit in terms. I'm glad that we're actually getting a bit of youth in the team. It's fantastic. Also, I liked Mitch Hibbard's game last week as my second thumbs up. He he was fantastic. He was hard at the football. He used it pretty well. Yeah, he did a bit of chippy kicking here now and again, but he used it pretty well. He didn't turn it over too much and he defended well. And I, I can't wait until the day I see him in the midfield because he's got the frame for it. He's got the tank for it. Why not? You add something different to it. Thumbs down. Obviously, the loss. That's... I don't like losing like that. I know we're trying to tank for picks here, but <laughs> I hate losing it. It's a bit... To me, I hate it. And also, the last thumbs down obviously the James Heard stuff. That's just freaking ridiculous. It really is. That's beyond ridiculous. Couldn't agree more.
1: Mm. Yes, agreed, agreed. Um yeah, like you uh, like everybody on the um, on the panel tonight, I'm I I'm really impressed with the uh, naming of another debutante um in Cam Zerha, but also even with um Daniel Nielsen's uh, performance on the weekend, whilst it wasn't it was certainly something to build on. Um, I think he did a lot of really nice things. Um, again, also, I think Mitch Hibbert was very, very good. Um, but the thumbs down was that first quarter. I mean, like I said pre-show, uh, for a club that has a midfield that is considered an inside midfield with a lot of players that are of your likes of like Jack Zebel, Ben Cunnington, even Trent Dumont, for the Dockers to basically just coast through um, the center, center clearances in that first quarter was um really disappointing to see. So, hopefully, we can tighten up there, and um, we're going to need to this weekend, I think. So, um, yes, so okay, moving on to the talking points. Um, thought we'd spend a bit of time um to look at the media scrutiny on the club more specifically towards Brad Scott's contract and the apparent want of the media for him to go to Collingwood or Gold Coast. Uh, Philly, what do you reckon, mate?
3: Uh, I just don't think it's going to happen. I mean, people can talk about it more than wanting wanting it to happen and all those sorts of things. I think, like we said in the earlier thumbs-up, thumbs-down segment where it probably didn't belong, that if North Melbourne's want is to recruit the superstars of the game there's no possible way that, that I also believe that they'll be getting rid of the coach um, he's contracted for next year at the very least I would believe that he would he would be the coach up until about round 15 next year uh, at that point if we if we haven't recruited the good players and our list looks rubbish and we're not competitive then I'd probably expect them to uh, either finish him up or let it be known that he was done at the end of the year. But apart from that, he, he's our coach going into next season. I've got no doubt about that. So all the all the noise about him going to another club is, is just that. It, it won't happen. Um. So I've I've got no interest in. Is it Caroline Wilson? Is she the one that's been peppering that out? I think it is.
0: I yes, it really, was.
3: <laughs> it was. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's it's simply not going to happen. Okay, Quiv, what do you reckon?
0: Um, as much as I want it to happen, I, I, I do agree that it's not going to happen, um, mainly because who's going to replace him? Um, there's nobody out there that, that's uh, a known coach. I mean, you can roll the dice and try and find somebody, but um, in reality, I guess we know Brad's thereabouts, Um even if I don't think he's ever going to lead us to a previous ship, he's going to at least get us close. Um so yeah, I think he will be the one to stay there, as much as I don't like it.
2: Okay,
1: fair enough. Ben?
2: Now, not much more I can add, as long as we don't get Paul Ruse to replace him. Otherwise, I might just have to leave the club for a little while. Just to... <laughs> but anyone like that in the ross Lyme mould, I would stop supporting North for a while until he's sacked. So I'll, I'll chuck a quiver a little bit there. Okay, all right. It's no <laughs> he like he's protest, protesting Brad Scott. No, he look. It's just one of those pieces. Like what Hutchie did is she's just trying to get airtime just to get something yeah. going. Mm.
1: Yeah, I, I I tend to agree. Look, I don't think there's any any way whilst we're still in play of getting Martin and Kelly that he goes. And I mean that that's that's the biggest obstacle. In, if you were looking at it from an opposition club's point of view. He's not going to leave the club while we're still trying to recruit these players. I, I just don't think it's going to happen. One thing about that article that I quite liked was um, Caroline Wilson having to put in it is likely that Dustin Martin is going to stay at Richmond. It was just like, it was completely not related to, well, I mean, okay, we've made the link, but but it was not, like it was just Unwarranted for her to include that in the thing. It's just, it just, um, it really surprises me to see how um, a journalist's favoured team really comes through in their writing or, or their work on the commentary team or reporting. Um, oh,
2: except for north
1: ones. <laughs> well, yeah, because but I think there's, um, but Damien Barrett's a bit, you know, well, He's a bit yeah. different. Um, but but yeah, it's and it's not just um, like Caroline Wilson. You've got people like. Uh, ben, uh, Ben Stevens, not you, um, Mark Stevens, Mark Stevens, um, Mark Stevens, even Ralphie for a, for a long lot of it, they're just very sort of transparent. And as a consumer of the media and the product of AFL football, I just find it a bit weird. Does anyone
3: share those sentiments? or uh, I often if Mark Stevens continually tweets about Footscray, so. Pretty much every time he tweets about Footscray, I tweet back to him. No one cares, and Bulldog story, you flog. But to be fair to him, he he hasn't blocked me. All the others have blocked me, but he just he just takes it on the chin every time. So yeah, no, I've,
0: I've, I've had it on him I've, for that.
3: Yeah,
1: I've had a crack at him a couple of times. He seems to, <laughs> seems to you know take it as it's yeah. intended, constructive,
3: yeah. of course. Oh, well, I think I think he would be probably the first to acknowledge that he's a bit of a. I put's great Homer, but that's okay. I mean, let's face it. If any of us, if any of us wrote in the media, we I'd be pretty complimentary of North Melbourne. So I, I can understand where he's coming but from. But would there. you
1: be so transparent about your? Um,
3: well, do you know what? I, I think I've said this to you once before. I, I don't mind that. I mean, I, I listen to to Philadelphia sports radio pretty much all day every day, and because it's a it's a one team town, it's slightly different. But but their fanaticism and their their passion for their team and their club when they're talking on the radio is it's really
1: there is a bit of a a difference with that because i mean normally there are their local affiliates talking about their team as opposed to you know a central sort of um bureau supposing to talk about many teams and okay the, the landscape's different but yeah I mean, I just, I, I,
3: the one the one thing I had about Mark Stevens is like on Channel Seven News every night there'll be breaking story, massive news at the kennel, and it'll be that Jack Redpath broke a toenail at where at Williamstown seconds, and <laughs> like it, it's it's a non-story. No one gives a shit yeah. about Jack Redpath, it, but it, it, it seems every seven. yeah, except Matt Seven, he loves him. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, 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 yeah. Apart apart from that, I get I get annoyed at that. I mean, I I don't. I watch 20 minutes of TV a day, and it's the news pretty much. I don't watch anything else. I fast-forward the ads. I watch the the opening headlines and fast-forward to the sport. And every week, it's every night, sorry, it's Mark Stevens seemingly at the kennel giving us this bullshit story.
1: Yeah. And I think that's that sensationalism, it's just a bit. Like, I think, like getting back to your America example, I think there's enough going on in sport and there's enough sports going on for them mm. to basically have, you know, full days of news. And it's different every day. Whereas yeah. Australia is a little different. Um And I think that they do struggle to fill the inches uh, every now and then. I mean, and then you get um, articles like the article from Hatchie, I think it was, about the AFL official having an affair with his secretary or something like that. I mean, the news itself, I don't really want to talk about. But what I want to talk about is... The fact that this, this is a private matter. I mean, it's not great that he's um, cheating on his partner if, if he is cheating on his partner, and it's not necessarily great if he's, you know, having relations with a a, um, a subordinate. But at the same time, it could be love. Who knows? It's not for us to comment. And to be honest, like why? Like why is that? Is that stopping him from doing his job? Is he? performing less I don't
3: know I don't know. I, don't, I don't know that I agree on that I think that I think that that's a story isn't that a story oh not why I mean like because she, affect- she's she she's made a complaint hasn't she my understanding is that she's oh, made I, don't, a, I, I, I wasn't
1: aware she had made a complaint I wasn't aware of that I thought it was
3: I think that's my, that's
1: my understanding. but okay well if, that is a bit different if she has made a complaint but I,
3: but obviously, I don't know. Yeah. yeah look I I think I think Australian rules football is covered by the media probably better now than, than what it has been ever before. I mean, we, we it's a different sport now. And, and with social media uh, and, and with all the ways that we, we're able to gain access to things, we, I mean, there's lots of different content. There's lots of different shows. Like, it wasn't that long ago that the only content we had, except for the, the games on free-to-air TV on Friday, Saturday, Friday night, Saturday night, and there's a Sunday game. So we'd only get three games a week. Is going to have that horrendous show, the footy show, on a Thursday night. I mean, I, I think – where does um, I
1: think... Roaming Brian fit into all this?
3: Where does who, sorry? <laughs> Roaming Brian. Oh,
2: God.
3: I, I don't know what that is. Roaming Brian Taylor, basically. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, I don't watch that either. I mean, <laughs> he's a flog. I mean, yeah, but oh, no, a bit, <laughs> sorry, you know, I wasn't flippant. So, yeah. Some people probably really like that stuff. I mean, I I can remember when I uh, when I first moved up to Melbourne, I listened to Triple M, and I thought Brian Taylor was hilarious. I mean, now his shtick has got a little bit old, and and it, it, he doesn't really uh, get me up and about. But I'm sure there's some people that are that enjoy a bit of roaming Brian. Oh, he's like,
2: quiz favourite.
3: There's oh, yeah. far worse than him though. Is there? Yeah. Basil Zemplis is, is oh. an abomination. Nice he's an abomination.
1: Yeah, he is, but he's just so rubbish you forget about him. Like I do when I'm watching the games.
0: Dermot um, Barrett.
1: Uh, mm. At least Dermot Burton occasionally will have the nugget of truth or the nugget of insight.
0: Whereas, the thing with Dermy is he takes 100 words to say something that he could have said in five. Well, he I mean. He tries to sound all articulate and intelligent. I mean, when, the and
2: then he barracks for GWS in every single GWS game. <laughs> well, well, I've so no that with that. I all like he's GWS. To,
1: All he's trying to do is commentate on a sport where 18 men are working towards kicking a ball made of leather through two of the biggest sticks as opposed to the littlest sticks.
0: Exactly. It's I simple. Mean, <laughs> but he overcomplicates it. By trying to use big words or or um, try to invent new words for himself, he's
1: uh, it's a perfectly cromulent answer. I must admit. <laughs> all right, okay. yeah, all right <laughs> yeah. I was hoping someone picked that up because
2: I... yeah, we... I was a bit slow on that
1: one. <laughs> I was starting to hear the crickets, and I'm thinking, oh crap. Um, okay, all right. Let's let's get back to um let's get back to business. Okay, we'll just do a quick. Recap of the VFL, Um, I am aware that Werribee won by 18 points over Coburg, good performers judging by the stat sheet, uh, Braden Pruce, although I think he only played a half.
2: That's right, yeah, and he's out um, this week, he failed the fitness test for this week. uh, that's
1: Yeah, that's no good. It looks like Ryan Clark played pretty well with 10 tackles and 20 disposals, which I think's you know, obviously, a few more weeks of that, and he'll find himself in the ones pretty quickly. Um, ben McKay came back into the team. Sam Durden, from all reports, had a very good game. So, I mean, without seeing the game, I can't really comment too much. Um, obviously, the VFL doesn't get many um, newspaper inches here. So, we'll go straight into the review of last week. Um, a pretty disappointing result.
3: Hit Not me for with me. I thought it was great.
1: Thank you. <laughs> oh, this feels so foreign, having to tolerate this. Okay, done. Quib, let us know your feelings, mate. <laughs>
0: um, I, I also think it's great. Um, you know, honestly, I missed pretty much the first three quarters watching the UFC, um, so don't have a full reading of the game. Um from what I did see, uh, Sean Atley good. Jack Zebel, good. Higgins was really good. Um, that goal he kicked, I'm pretty sure, was out of bounds, but, you know, I'll take it. Matt Jack Daw is one I wanted to talk about. He, I'm a big advocate for him, um, but he, he looked lost last week. I, I don't know what it was, but he looked like he'd gone 20 steps backwards compared to previous week's. Um, I don't know if he just needs a rest or what the deal is there or if he just doesn't fit in with the current team lineup we're going for. Another one that I was thinking of um, was Corey Wagner. I I just don't know what he he brings to the team. I I don't dislike him at all, but um, I'm I'm just not sure.
1: Well, I think uh, Corey Wagner played a defensive role on Hayden Ballantyne and in the process, kept him to four or so touches. So I think that was his role. So he,
0: he did, but you know, if I that's, think
1: he did his job. If that's if that's what he's been told to do, well, then that's.
0: But if that's all that. his job is. Is that is that what we really want? I mean, that's he's taking up a spot. He, he didn't get too much of the ball himself. He and when he did, I don't recall him doing anything. I don't even think his defensive pressure was really that good in terms of uh, when the player had the ball. Um, As I said, Ballantyne only got four. That's cool. Um, But Wagner himself had one tackle. Uh, What what was he doing? I'm I'm not sure. Um, Now, that's not a slide on Wagner. He's obviously just got a role to play, but I just didn't see where he fit.
2: He's an Um, undersized winger. I I think that's the problem. He's very undersized at the moment. He hasn't put on the necessary weight to play midfield yet, and it's really hurting him because he's lost up forward down back yeah he's, he did a good job but you should wing using that pace that's what he's there for that's what he is yeah a yeah. yeah fair
1: enough okay ben do you want to
2: yeah want? Uh, just going on from quiz i thought he played a very good game i was very impressed with a number of contests that he was using his large frame one-on-one he was pretty good i actually thought robbie had a Tarrant had a not a bad game, but he didn't necessarily have a very good game either. He had, had that Nihilist by kick a few on him out the back, which was just di- very disappointing, which was a shame. Yeah. I thought that should did umpiring standards from the last three weeks. I don't. I know I comment on it a fair amount, but last three weeks had been pretty average. I would suggest like there some been shocking decisions.
0: Yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty noisy. Um... Yeah, in terms of booing and the Bronx cheers when we did get a free kick. I must say, I personally didn't really feel it at the ground. Um, I thought it went both ways. It was just shit umpiring all over the place. No,
2: I don't wasn't really bad... think it
0: favoured anyone. No, I
2: don't think it was as bad as the Gold Coast game where Gazza could just walk around, drop the ball and pick it up again. <laughs> yeah, that's been going on for 10 years. So I'm, I've gotten used to that. But, but I'm talking about instance like the... Market start of the fourth quarter. We just blatantly shoved Nielsen in the back and you go, oh, "All right, that's fine." Yeah. And then Brown's getting three people hanging off him, <laughs> trying to pick up. Yeah,
0: actually, glad you brought Brown up. That reminded me. Um, I thought his game was amazing. Um, he what he wasn't marking, he was making sure that he lightly tapped it in front of him. Um, and if if crummer didn't get it. He was bending down and picking it up himself again, having a second go. And I, that was one of the best games I've seen him play, I think. Um, yeah. Shame he missed that goal when uh, he took that mark and then Atley was running into an open goal and the umpire made him give it back because he can't play on from a mark. But um, I thought that was an, a, an incredible game from Ben Brown. Yeah, I
2: agree. He'd yeah. be a 70-goal forward, at a decent, like the Hawthorne team. Yeah,
0: actually, um, I said yeah. to my mates, uh, you know, in a team with a good midfield, um, he would be the best forward in the call. Uh, if we if somebody was kicking it to him where he wants it, I mean, he's leading to all the right spots. We're getting – and we're just giving it to him in the wrong place. We're either too high, too low, you know.
3: I've got something through. for you, Quiv. Are you ready for this? Go on. Next year when we've got Dusty and Josh <laughs> and the number two pick – and uh, a Hearn, and, and they're kicking it to Brown. Brown could kick 250
0: next year. He <laughs> <You> very <laughs> well <could.
2: laughs>
3: You stole my brother, uh,
0: Philly. I don't know if I want to wait for him to kick 250 goals, though. That's a lot of my life gone.
3: I, I called <laughs> it 200 one today, but I, I've just put another 50 on top because I forgot about a Hearn. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um.
1: Philly means in one season, Quiv.
0: Sorry, oh. say that again?
3: Philly means in one season.
0: Oh yes, yeah, yeah no, uh, and that's a lot of time I'd have to wait. That and I'm talking,
3: I'm talking, of... ho- I'm talking home and away. I'm not even including the finals.
0: He's got to be home and away.
1: So when he wraps up the Norm Smith Medal with twenty goals in the grand final,
3: presented by James, James Heard. he's got
1: to wrap
3: up. He's got to. He's got to wrap up the the uh, the Coleman Medal in round nine next year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're just going to they're going to give it to him in round ten because <laughs>
3: no, no it's over. Him. That's it.
2: Just well, right.
1: more. He's very Lukey,
3: good.
2: Looky McDonald's game. That was that was. He's come on leaps and bounds on the wing. He, he, he should be. Should be skipped sorry. next year, almost. Really.
0: Yeah, his his leadership's incredible. He, he's. You tell he's North through and through. Um, mm, absolutely. He's, he's, he's years, but he's got to be up there in the B and F if he's not leading it. I reckon he's just been absolutely incredible. Uh, that mark he took. Uh, absolutely courageous stuff um that caused a nice little fight between Zeebel and uh what's his name for some reason? <laughs> uh, Walters, I think it was. But um yeah definitely
2: Lockie Neal and then Walters whacked him in the back. Zebel got up and Walters quickly backed
0: off. Yeah Yeah, I bet he did.
3: How was um what did you think of Mullets' game, quick um, well, he's he's
0: building. He's um, it was it was probably his best game for the year, yep. definitely. Um, nice to see him getting on to a couple of goals. Uh, mm. actually, you know, I say he's building. He's probably about where he was, um, when he was at his best. So I, I'm happy with him with the way he's traveling along now. Um, yeah, quite happy to see him back in the team and playing consistently. And yeah, he's good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, for me, I think uh, the, probably the biggest issue was that first quarter. I think we, for whatever reason, were we not switched on, were we, were we jumped by their intensity? I, I I can't answer that, but it was very very disappointing. But to echo what Quib was saying about Luke McDonald, um, I wanted to highlight something that I got at got to on the board, but I don't think I very um very well. Uh, sorry, pardon me. Explained it very well, and um, it's got to do with a difference between Todd Goldstein and Luke McDonald. Um, There are a couple of occasions with Todd Goldstein where, um, when there was a bit of a, just before a ball up, like just before the ball gets locked in, um, there was, I think it was, one time it was Bradley Hill, and the other time I think it was Michael Walters, where they put a really soft amount of pressure on him and he just falls over. Um, then when you compare that against Luke McDonald, that, you know, he's trying to be a bull through everything, um, um, try, like they try to knock him down and usually he stays on his feet, but if they do, he bounces straight back up. I think that there's probably a bit of a difference, and I think that's sort of why the criticism of Goldstein is what it is at the moment, because, I mean, yes, he's a big guy, and, it, and it's probably a bit of the lucky Hanson factor where you know, he is trying his best, he is trying, but it just doesn't come out as being overtly intense kind of guy. Um, It was just a bit, like, it was just, I thought it was very interesting to see the contrast between the two players. I mean, I was pretty critical of Goldstein on Sunday, um, largely because of the first quarter. um, And that said, I mean, looking back in the clear light of day, I think his um, last three quarters were a lot better and, there were glimpses of the Goldie of old, but I think he is held to that standard because we know what he can do. Um, but um, apart from that, the um, there was a fair few positives like uh, you guys have spoken about. I thought Hibbard, Nielsen um, were really, really good. Um, even even Mullet was, was quite good, but Ben Brown by the length of... Flemington straight was best on ground. That was a really great performance. Um, Magic door, yeah. um, The one-arm go, I'm not sure if that was because he was being held, but for a guy that big and that strong to go up with one arm is really making things unnecessarily hard for himself, I think. Yeah. where, because obviously, um, you know, he can take a mark. We've seen that. Like, you know, we've seen the mark against Collingwood. Um, really want to see him, yeah, just attack the ball with both hands. Don't give a shit who's in the way. Sort of just basically try to, if not impact the contest, make sure that defenders are thinking, shit, where the hell is he?
0: Because... Well, I think- Sorry, uh, go
1: on. Yeah, no, keep going. I'm
0: pretty much done. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, um, I think Madge was almost trying to play a pagan paddock style of footy where he'd sneak up the ground, call for it to be kicked over his head and run onto it. Now, a lot of the times the ball just didn't make it past him, so he couldn't run yeah. onto it. Yeah. Um, then there was other times where <laughs> in typical Madge fashion, the ball bounces oddly, um, he misjudges it. Although there was one nice bit of play where he sat Lockie Neal on his ass and then sat Fife on his ass as well. That was I mean, good, yeah, yeah. And that that got me up and going a bit. But um, I, I don't know. I think he needs to be a marking forward, not not the running back. He's he's almost trying yeah. to play a Jeremy Cameron style of game. It looks like, yeah.
1: And he's a big guy, and yes, he's got he's got speed, but um, he'd be he'd be more used to basically. He could be almost like a path clearer for Ben Brown. That's that that's how I see him. Like he'd basically start right next to him in the goal square. He would lead first. You know, cause havoc, where Ben yeah. can just come in and just lead take it on the lead. I reckon that's a, a perfect use for him. But He's, hopefully, um hopefully we uh, get to see some of that.
2: Yeah, you, know, you should watch videos of what Drew Petrie did in his later years and that's just create a contest, yeah. You're not mate, you're not playing well. Create
3: a
0: contest, at least create... That's
2: it, yeah.
3: yeah. just smash yeah, some bodies about. around. Yeah. Thing, I think Jack's going to be a much better player once... I, I, I strongly believe that Goldstein will be gone at the end of the year. I think Jack's going to be a much better player once Goldie's gone. I think he's going to get more stints in the ruck, which is going to bring him into the play more and, and let him run at the ball, and, and be, yep. it's going to suit what he does better. I think Proust will start in the ruck, but I think Goldie will, will get more of a crack at it in the midfield, which I think will suit him. I I, th- I think that we've just got to play Majak for the rest of the year, get a good pre-season into him because he hasn't had one for his whole career, I don't think. And and next year is the last year on his contract. If he performs great, if he doesn't, then we flick it. And no harm well, done.
2: Well, he's he played 30 games.
3: That's right. Yeah, he, that's, you're, yeah. you're right. You're spot on. But the, the down stat is he's 27 years old. Yeah, there's that. Mm. Yeah, it's been Do you know long. what I mean? Like, at the same he, time, he, if, you, if he was 21 years old and he had those stats and he'd, he'd played that many games and kicked that many goals and done the things he'd done then we'd all be going, jeez, we've got something here. But the fact that he's 20, 26 or 27 or whatever he is, he. But this year and next year, that's it for him. If he doesn't perform next year, he's gone. Yeah.
1: But the two things I could probably say to that would be, one, he didn't pick the game up as
3: early as your, your normal 21-year-old would have. So that's That's something. bullshit though, isn't it? When did he start playing football? He I played all think... the underage comps. Like He's he's not brand new to football. He wasn't a complete no, he, wouldn't, he, he, he played West Jets.
1: Yeah, I, I suppose, but uh, I mean, he didn't. Um, would he have played Western Jets basically on raw ability as opposed to someone who you know played a whole, a whole you know career of juniors like from Free Ball or, or Odds Kick or whatever they call yeah, it? Yeah,
3: you're, you're probably right, but he's not going to be playing when he's forty. Still, I mean, he's still got to. <laughs> it, oh, he has to do it quickly. Yes. Yeah, course. it's time to start showing us. If he again, if he doesn't do it next year, I'd fully expect it next year to be his last year at North Melbourne. But then, I mean, he. Mate, if he has a good year, then re-sign him and away we go. I
1: think he's got two more years from memory after this. No, no, no. no.
3: A three-year contract
1: again last year, wasn't it?
3: No, I think it was a a two-year extension. I think he he was signed for this year and he signed a two-year extension. My memory of it, I'll go to the contract, Ted, while we're talking.
1: Okay, good. (laughs) All right, well, I think that's pretty much covered it. Um, Just before we get into the preview for this week, I think we'll – take our only question, and it's from Gorman to Geister. Question for the esteemed panel. Uh, which North player would be the best at Ninja Warrior, and why? Um, well, the esteemed panel isn't here, so we'll make do with what
3: we've got.
1: Um, guys, what the <laughs> so hell is... the Ninja unesteemed Warrior? panel, then? <laughs> yes, yes. Um,
3: Sorry, just quickly with Dore, you were right. He's contracted for 2019.
1: I knew I was right. Um, we <laughs>
3: Ooh good
1: well, well, la <laughs> <la-dee-da. laughs> what the hell's ninja warrior
0: it's that obstacle course thing um it's not really an obstacle course like what, it's, like, uh, it's, Tesla strength. It. it's a test of strength. i
3: i've got a, I've it's got not- one for yeah. you i reckon Mason would be our best best one for it oh
0: here we go because he, hey
3: because you'd too scared <laughs> he'd be too scared of the water
2: <laughs>
0: because
3: he's a because <laughs> he's a cat
0: um, well, I I I'd, I'd probably say Tarrant. I reckon he'd uh, have the strength to be able to do it. He's got the endurance to do it. Um, I think he's yeah, too I, big
3: though, isn't he? He'd be too heavy. most of the dudes that are good at it are sort of lightly built and sort of yeah. strong. Maybe maybe like a Jai Simkin could be good. Maybe I don't know.
1: I don't know what. Oh, you, you, I'll, I'll let you guys lead it. I. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah, the other reason Mason would have been good at it because he wouldn't want to get his hair wet by falling in. <laughs>
0: that probably rules.
1: Tough. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Sorry, man. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> i the ads. I see Mr. Spongy Flaws himself. Is that um, Adam Cooney, I'm assuming, he's talking about there? Is he going to be yeah, on Yeah,
0: it? Adam Cooney is okay. doing it,
1: right. yeah. Right. Okay, cool. All right, good times, good times. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into the preview of the game. Uh, we come up against the Port Adelaide Power, currently sitting fourth in the ladder. Um, obviously, as we've discussed, Cameron Zerha is the only in at this moment. Um, being omitted is Trent DeMont for the Power. We have Logan Austin coming in for Jack Homsch. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, um, it's... Guys, what do we think?
0: This Anyone. one's this one's going to be a good one. Um, Port Adelaide—they're a hard team to read. They haven't—they're sitting fourth, I think you said, but they haven't actually beaten anybody in the in the top eight. So who promptly moved out of the top? popped out of the top eight when
1: they lost
0: this game? <laughs> so I'm going to say they still haven't beaten anybody in the top eight. Um, it's no, it's going to be a good bad. one there. I mean, Robbie Gray is an absolute not. Yeah, Robbie Gray, um, absolute yeah. yep. star. He's going to be probably the key we need to to lock down. Um, and we do seem to have a bit of issues with small forwards. But um, if we can stop him, I think we do a good way of only losing by that ten point margin, which we we're all hoping for. Um, <laughs> hopefully, we get to see a bit of Atley on Atley um, in in the footballing sense.
1: Will your head explode if that happens?
0: Uh, possibly, I, I don't know much about Joe, but I'm um, hope, um, hopefully it will rule out the fact that I'm, I'm still upset that we missed out on Atley just because of the name. So, if it looks like he's a spar it won't be too bad.
2: He'll be—he's an inside okay. midfielder, so it won't be too much.
0: Well, hopefully, we get something where uh, we like we had with uh, David lining up Andrew Swallow. We'll get uh, Sean lining up Joe just for a little bit of brotherly love.
1: Welcome to the big leagues, kids.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, um, Philly, what do you reckon? Oh, sorry. No, you got more? No, Philly's got something he can go.
3: I, I think they're a pretty good side. I think we'll, yeah. we'll probably battle to win. I think ho- hopefully we put in a, a really good performance and, like we've said, sort of get within that 10 point range and show <laughs> a bit of. Uh, as long as the young kids play well, that's the main thing, I think. And, you know. Hopefully we, we put in a pretty good show and and no one gives a shit on the radio the next day or writes funny stuff on Big Footy about how crap we are. I'm kind of sick of reading all that stuff. If we lose like in a close game, then the next thing will be that uh, Brad Scott can't coach close wins. Is that is that the? It's pretty much happened for war. <laughs> That's what that's what people roll out now. So, mate, I'd, look, I I'd, I'd, I'd love to win as well. Don't get me wrong, it'd be great to win, but if we if we lose with a with a smallish margin, I'd be, I'd be also happy. Um, and hopefully Goldie puts in a really good performance so we can trade him for a first-round draft pick.
0: It was going to need to against Ryder. Uh, Ryder's in ripping form, probably almost all Australian form.
3: Yeah. So, well, I mean, hopefully Goldie what? missing, that, missing that goal, hopefully that you know, spurs him to have a bit of a good performance. I mean, I, I really like Goldie, and he's been a ripping player for North Melbourne, but... I think I, I think even the people that think earlier in the season were saying that there's no way we'd let him go. I think they're even starting to come around to the, yeah,
1: to the thought that, that yeah, it could be the best. Um, I think I don't know. Like I don't know what his personal situation's like. I I'm not sure what whether he's carrying an injury, but for him, he, he is probably playing what to maybe seventy percent of his capacity. In terms of what he can do, and in terms of talent, and yeah, that, like, I think we saw glimpses on the weekend of him coming close to maybe just breaking through. So hopefully, it's just a form thing. Um, well, I mean, he didn't touch to
3: it. He didn't touch it in the first quarter, did he? No, not no. at all. No. And then in the second quarter, he got a kick, and there were Bronx cheers from the crowd. Is that right? Yeah, which I
1: thought was pretty disgusting. I don't. know. Oh, wow! Really? Didn't we, see don't do, that. we don't do that.
3: Do we? I thought I don't know. I heard it on the radio, and I thought it was pretty funny. We,
2: we've yeah, done it but, to Robbie Tarrant in the past. Yeah,
3: uh, yeah. that was the last. Oh, I see. I, thought, I, I it thought it was. I thought was harsher on Tarrant because Tarrant was a kid. I mean, he he was just, you know coming back from injuries and just trying to prove himself. Whereas Goldie, you know, is an all Australian ruckman and he hasn't got a kick all year. So I, I would think that if you're going to if you're going to give Bronx cheers to one of your players, he's probably the one to give it to this year. But yeah. Um, yeah. I think yeah, you're, you're right. Roddy. We
1: probably it probably shouldn't have happened. I just think yeah, it's just a bit poor form. Like, right? I mean, it's not you know, it's not a um, egregious <laughs> slight on the bloke by any stretch, but it's just you know a bit unsavoury. That's all. Yeah, yeah
2: uh, I
0: thinking. don't want to say he doesn't care, but I don't think his heart's fully in it this year. No, I think he's uh, he's, he's got other stuff on his mind. It seems.
2: Mm. It would appear so. Yeah. Some of the matchups look pretty interesting in terms of their half-back line, in terms of Pittard, Darcy Byrne-Jones. Darcy
0: Byrne-Jones well,
2: probably going past Pittard, actually. Pittard's been dropped a couple Yeah. This
0: year. Well, this is an audition for Pittard, isn't it, for us? Oh, so Bruce, he'll, be, he'll be wanting to put on a good show. 600k a year for
1: five <laughs> years or whatever it was.
0: Yeah, yeah. so we need to shut down probably on Darcy Byrne-Jones,
2: So who probably a garner maybe sitting on him. Because we we sent Garner to do these half-forward honestly, jobs, forward jobs. Looking at how um how Lindsay
1: played, in I know I know, and I, I get that he'll be playing uh, he played in the back line, but if he could play a similar role against the uh, running half
2: back, he can't be trusted in the forward line because then he he goes off and he does the
0: goal thing. He doesn't put in his defensive efforts that we always lament. That he doesn't I don't think we chasing. want him there. Okay. He had a he had a good game last think, week.
1: Yeah, I just think um for Taylor to burn you'd be bur- almost burning off Taylor Garner there. Like you, you just all all of a sudden you really you're almost limiting his potential output if he's going to have to sit as a defensive half yeah, well, forward.
2: Burn Jones will absolutely burn <laughs> Lindsay Thomas on the run.
1: Okay, well how about put Sammy Gibson on him?
2: i would prefer Sammy Gibson to go to someone like a Polwick.
3: Isn't Wagner the perfect one for that job, what you're just talking about?
2: Wagner would be good for that. Both similar sides, yeah, both, yeah. both quick. And Wagner's played at half-four before, so and we're
1: not yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure I Yeah, I think I think Yeah, I think that would definitely, I think, suit us more than, say, Garner. Not because Garner can't do it. He can absolutely do it, but I think yeah. we'd, We'd lose – it'd be like robbing Peter to pay Paul, almost. I think we'd lose a bit too much from Garner if he was just to sit on someone.
2: Yeah, probably especially this week because we only got Zuhar as that thirdish forward kind of thing. So we probably need Garner to play that third forward because Zuhar's not going to do it. We don't expect yeah. him to do a whole heap. Maybe you do a bit of pressuring, no. maybe one or two goals, done. Ten disposals, yeah. 12 disposals. Mate, Garner, I hope go to think
3: fully, full dusty, Dusty <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. What, 30-3? and three? Yeah. Oh, I just want think him to this, just, just throw out mm. five, don't argues, and, you know.
1: Well, I mean, look, Ryan Nighthouse, I didn't even know of him this time last
2: week, and he kicked four, so
1: I think he yeah.
3: set the bar. Yeah. He wasn't even picked either. He was a lady included. <laughs> <him, wasn't
2: he? laughs> yes, the, correct. Lawn's going to be a pain to match up on, so they've got Trengove, named it half, centre half forward, Dixon, and Westhoff. And then you got Thompson and Tarrant. Yeah. And then probably like a Hibbert
3: or, or Nielsen. My memories are that Dixon's the only key forward that's really bent over Robbie Tarrant in the last few years. Mm. Yeah, you yeah, could be so right, I'd put,
2: actually. I'd
1: put, yeah. <laughs> I'd put Nielsen on um, Tringo. Yeah. Um,
2: Thompson
1: on Westhoff sounds right. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I agree. It's, it's not ideal, but it's Yeah,
2: Westhoff's got a bit of a head on him.
1: Yeah, um and Tarrant on Dixon. I, I that's the only way I could see it working. So who goes to um,
2: Wingard
1: is a good question. I think you would be putting uh Sean Atley on Wingard, which is again wow. not great, but it's just it's gonna have to happen.
2: Yeah, so Thomas probably gonna Sam Gray, probably yeah. or Rusty Midfielder, yeah. power Pepper, whoever we've got left, probably mullet Though that will be a bit scary.
1: I think Carl but I, again, I don't think Pal Pepper off a flank is really gonna be his go. You're probably gonna end up finding for most of the game he'll the be minutes, sort yes. of in the middle more so and then you'll probably have to Yeah, know, I put see up Garmin, Yeah, Jarvis or um yeah you know Matthew White or something like that. Yeah, Matthew
2: yeah. White, Impy, those will be the two up forward. I'm surprised MP still needs him, he's had a pretty average year. I'm surprised Matthew White's still on the list. He's had he had ten disposals last week. That's, when you can run, shocking.
1: You buy a few. You buy a few credits. I think when you
0: yeah, yeah well, that's probably
2: not that's wrong. That's Sean Atley credits, <laughs> is
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mind yeah. you, that said, I think Sean's been really good this year. He
0: has. Uh, Sean's been taking the game on. He's he's been running. It's been good. Has I he been coming running... to
1: the council? Has he sort of just been asking you know, quib? How can I go about <laughs> it a bit better?
0: Well, he, he hasn't been coming to me, but he's been getting it. <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's good he, he's running i just wish he'd link up a bit more but he's running so that's good he's breaking the lines he's he's trying to he's, he's still a bit silly and tries to go through two when he should go to the left and just go around one but See, he'll I mean, look, learn he that eventually i hope game,
1: he spent a lot of the game up forward last week i thought it, it appeared on the tv where that he sort of no he, he did he was yeah, so I thought I thought that was quite good for him being like usually with a player like Atley, being behind the ball and running on, is usually the way those sort of players go. But having the ball come to him,
0: it was probably one of his bad. best games. Honestly, I mean, I think he might may have been the one uh, that set up the first goal with a run down the wing and popped it over.
1: Yeah, I think so, Or well, yeah.
0: maybe it was the goal that Ben missed that bounced. Um, but he definitely had a run into the wing that set something up, so that was good. Um, I'm liking him down forward.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll probably move on to the carriages, you reckon,
1: now, Greg? Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. It was going to be the next thing. Okay, for me, it's going to be Hamish Hartlett. I think he qualifies. Oh, that's brilliant. That okay, he qualifies now. Really? Does he qualify? Oh,
2: he a does a very now. average player.
0: His,
1: really? his output his output would be 40% of what it was prior to him signing that contract.
0: Wow. I think, yeah, yeah for what his potential is, it's probably a fair call. Uh, he doesn't show it at all.
1: And he's exactly the kind of player that we generally play him for. Yeah,
2: that's us. All right, Jaron, <laughs> can you just kick full. Okay.
3: Quiv? Yeah. Hmm. Um, don't say mine, Quiv.
1: <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say.
0: I was going to say Jonas, but I don't really know how to measure it.
1: Yeah, backs are hard for this.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean he's
2: he's
1: alright. He's not. He's yeah, because I mean it's not. I mean, like, unless he sort of like keeps Ben Brown to like no kicks whatsoever. He's not really going to get enough of the ball to sort of to win it, or to yeah. win, or to catch the eye, I suppose. So,
2: so who's left? Sam top. Gray, Matthew White, anyone else? Maybe not Pollock. He's too good. Maybe Pittard's entering that territory.
3: I'm going with Pittard because in the tradition of players that could potentially one day come to North Melbourne playing well (laughs) against North Melbourne before they come to North
0: Melbourne,
3: I think that Jesper Pittard will get 28th he'll lead the game for running bounces and he'll kick three goals from the back pocket. <laughs> so you, so it's really more the, the Jared Waite medal, really, isn't it? That's exactly right. That's, that's what I was going with, so well yeah, done. That's for, for what I said.
0: He's, he's auditioned for us for next year. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah.
3: And often players do really well in their audition game, I think, when we if you look back at... <laughs> true. I think Dust, Dusty had Kelly a pretty good game this. against us, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> Kelly had a pretty good game. Yep. So I think, I think Pittard could be the difference maker.
1: Fair enough. Okay, so what do we reckon, like margin-wise?
0: I think we'll get flogged.
3: Four points. <laughs> Sixty-nine
0: points. No, nah, it's, it's at Adelaide. It's uh, they're sitting fourth. Where we're not. We don't care. We're not. You know, winning does nothing for us. Um, I think we're at the point where we're just getting games and the kids at last. Um, so you know Mountford, Wagner, Hibbitt, Nielsen, get all them. Just just get games into them. That's that's the goal for this season. Um, I'm not sure if Brad Scott's conceded that finals are out of the question yet, but come on, Brad, they are. Let's just focus on next season now. Fair
1: enough. Well, um, yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, so you're going for four points, are you, Philly? Yeah, four points. Okay. Um, I'm tipping a draw. Oh, oh God. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll be going six goals plus loss.
1: Okay, no worries. I actually know. Well, to be serious, I think we will we may be in a bit of trouble, and the way I see us winning the game is if we absolutely boss the inside football, because if we don't and they get the ball out, they have got so many runners that can cause us problems. Yeah. Um, so... To me, that's the big key of the game. What about you guys? What do you think the key
0: is, I guess?
1: What what would we need to win? What would we need to happen?
0: It sounds dumb to say because it's the point, but I think we've got to stop them from scoring by taking Dixon out of the game. We don't want Westhoff to get on a run because when Westhoff is playing well, he's a very, very good player. Um, Same with Wingard, same with Gray. They've got a, a lot of very dangerous players that on on any given day you can turn it on and kick a bag. Yeah. So that's uh, – our, our defence is going to be uh, what makes it or breaks it.
3: Billy? Uh, to win the game, we're, uh, we've just got to compete from the first bounce, I think. I mean, I, I feel like Jack Siebel's had a really poor year and he, he'd you like to mm. think that our, that our captain could have a signature game at some point, so I mean, it, it could be this week. He he pulls it out. I think mean, Cunnington's been pretty good all year. He's had he's had a couple of down games, but if those two can really get a hold of it on the inside, and and you know Mullet and Atley and Luke can can get the ball yeah. forward, I, I guess there's some sort of chance. But when we see some firepower too, we, I mean, with Wade out of the side and Mason Wood out of the side, as much as that's probably funny to people that I say that, but I, I just. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know that we can win the game With the side that we've got selected But I, I just want us to compete And I want Sinkid to have a good game And Zerha to have a good game And you know all those young guys to have a good game I think I think that's what we really need I think winning and losing is not really the uh, the be all and end all Here despite what the game day threat will probably say During the game Fair enough. Uh, agreed K4 okay,
1: what do you want to see out of
2: the game then? Jeez oh, Not much more I can add on top of that Pressure and intensities for mine, that's always, from the first bounce, that's always been a characteristic of North. You can see that North intensities up straight away in the first quarter. Then at least I know we're in it. Instead yeah, of yeah. back and, you know, the second quarter kind of thing and trying to reach the score back and the lead back. We need to just keep the pressure, win the of football, and as I said, Take our chances. Actually, that's something that's we haven't done too well. Is behind as a team. We need to. Yeah. Yep. We need to be very accurate if we have any chance to beat this lot. Like twenty yep. goals, like six, kind of accurate. That's how accurate we need to be.
1: Fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. All right then. Um, well, unless you guys have got anything to add, I think that's pretty much all we've got on the agenda. Um, guys, anything else?
3: No, all good, mate.
1: Okay. Well, I think we'll call it a day there. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, I hope um hope your team wins this weekend. See you later.
0: Right. (laughs) See ya.